February 5, 2021. It's a lot from Pedro's show.
Okay. Uh, from okay. the Pedro Show, happy Friday. First Friday of February. Uh, Brother Matt at the Love Grotto on the Pleasure Point a couple miles south because we're still in quarantino mode. But I'm not totally man alone because of those software engineers in Estonia with their righteous Skype invention. I got Lisa Cameron. Welcome aboard, Lisa. We started Thank the show you. off with John Coltrane and Red Garland Trio doing slow dance. And then Lisa Cameron and Claire Rousse uh-huh. with Horizon. Very, very big honor to have you on the show. Lisa, what's your earliest musical recollection, please? Oh, okay. Well, I was thinking about that. I was listening to some other shows, and I heard you ask that question, so I did think about it. Um, so in uh, in the 60s, I lived in uh, Kansas in a little town called Winfield. And uh, when uh, in 1967, I think, um, uh, they would have these uh, concerts down at the local park, and uh, people would just set up their amps and play. And I went, I would go down to the park and listen to them. And at the time, I had just gotten a drum set. And so I'd go down there and listen to it. It was a big party every weekend. And actually, it was before acid was illegal. So everybody was doing acid legally at the time. Not me, of course. I was pretty young. But uh, everybody else was. So it was some wild jams going on down there. And, uh, like, uh, at the time, I was, like, really into blue cheer and that kind of music. And uh, they would just jam for hours and i remember the guitar player would get up on top of the the roof of the thing and just stay up there for three hours tripping while it's just playing on top of the roof <laughs> and i just i just love that sound that they had and uh i started playing with those guys you know because i just went up and asked them like hey you can i play with y'all and like what you you're like what I, th- I don't know, maybe it was 10, 11 years old. I don't even remember. But uh, I was actually playing with these guys. I'd sit in, and uh, that's how I got started. Well, can, can I get a little before that? How did you get that drum set that you were oh, talking oh. about? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it was pretty weird because there wasn't a lot of uh, options there. So, you know, I started out uh, wanting to take music lessons, and I started out with a clarinet. And that didn't last very long. So there was this guy down the street, and he had a drum set, and he would practice to, like, Ventures records. And I'd sit outside of his uh, uh, house and just listen to him play, and I thought, I want to get a drum set. So I saved up all my money from my pa- uh, paper route, and I bought a, uh, uh, like, I put together this kind of Frankenstein set, and my dad actually figured out how to make a drum pedal for me and I found a bass drum which I still have that these people these uh hippies they had made made this mandala on this drum and they were using it for a coffee table but I was over at their house and I said would you want to sell that drum because I didn't have a drum and it was like a 26 inch bass drum a wooden bass drum uh, from like the twenties or something like that. And so 
They said, sure, okay, so I bought it for $10, so I had a bass drum, and then I found a used uh, tom-tom somewhere, and I uh, got a snare for Christmas one year, <laughs> and that's how it all came together. You pieced it all together. Can I ask you something about that Ventures? I remember, uh-huh. more younger, that there were cer- certain Venture records, something called Drum Drops, where they, they made the record without the drummer. So you wow. could, pl- yeah, you, if you were learning, you could play along with this shit. Wow, I don't know. Maybe he had that, but okay, okay. he just practiced a surf beat, and I was just totally into the drums. Right. want to play. I originally wanted to play violin, but my parents wouldn't, wouldn't, they said it was like too much to rent a violin, so they just said, well, you can play clarinet, and then I, I didn't like the clarinet at all, really. It just didn't feel right to me when I was that age. Sure. What about at school? Were you in the marching band or choir or shit like that? Yeah, yeah, I was in the the marching band and, uh, um, you know, band. And what'd you play, drums? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I I stayed in the the marching band or or the the school band pretty much through high school. Now, because you were like a field drum thing, did you learn how to do that traditional grip? Um, well, actually, that's that's interesting. You're asking me that because re- lately, I've actually been using the traditional grip and really enjoying it. Whoa, yeah, because people, I got to tell you, listeners out here, this this kind of thing where one hand is holding the stick different than the other, it's because you used to sling the drum over your shoulder. It wasn't right. Whole- you would be right there if it was like it was like to the side. You know, and you'd be playing it exactly, uh, you know, level. But now, you know, the jazz drummers, uh, you know, that you just get more control that way because you have less, you you have less uh, distance to go between drums. Sure, sure. It's, it's yeah. It seems more smart. So, uh, what about the first record you bought with your own money, Lisa? Oh yeah. Um, well, let's see. I think it was um, the the first one that I bought was uh, it was a forty five of uh, somebody to love by the Jefferson sure. Airplane. <laughs> Great song. And I just loved that because I, I like the uh, feedback. Yeah, great ba- uh, bass man, Jack Castle. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, He's great. I got to meet him one time. Did He's, you? How? Yeah, he wasn't what was that so, about? What was that about? Well, I was in New York playing with this band called Brave Combo, and oh sure, uh, I remember that. He was in a band called SVT. That's right, kind of a new wave. Yeah, yeah, and we opened for them. Okay, did you guys have an accordion? Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it was a crazy band. Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember now. My memory a little bit, but yeah, I remember. I remember. Uh, what about the first, and, and I guess the first gigs you went to was that stuff you saw in the park, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, my first gig that I saw, I was in sixth grade and I saw Steppenwolf. Whoa. I saw them uh, too back then. They were so good. John, uh, John K. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It was right at the, the Magic Carpet Ride. Sure. You know. That's a um, great tune. Good organ sound and shit. Oh, man. They were awesome. And, uh. My mom dropped me <laughs> dropped me off at the place because you could do that back then, and she came back and got me. 
and I knew that, okay, well, things have changed for me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play this uh, stuff you gave me. This is really good. Pig Boy from ST37.
dear Clown on stilts at mall downtown Clown, clown, clown You were very cute and I liked your humor I was the guy who took your picture The kids were my sisters Like to take you out to dinner Like to take you out to dinner Clown on stilts at mall downtown Clown, clown, clown You were very cute and I liked your humor I was the guy who took your picture The kids were my sisters Like to take you out to dinner Like to take you out to dinner And more Clown on stilts at mall downtown Clown on stilts at mall downtown Clown, clown, clown You were very cute and I liked Just 
going to out him or anything, but it happens, people. Car yeah. What do they say? Karma whales, right? People exactly uh, that one down <laughs> sure <laughs> it's like a bank account you either make your deposits or withdrawals yeah people that but was yeah. that was st37 Lisa's band. yeah we've uh i played with them uh longer than any band so i've been with them a long time and it's it's a great band uh currently we're you know plowing the flipper kind of sound you know with three guitars and just screeching noise and goes on and on but it's just wonderful it's i love that band and it, everybody's easy to get along with and we've uh we've done a bunch of tours uh we we toured with the acid mother's temple oh, yeah. uh, a couple of years ago and this year we were supposed to go and then the pandemic hit so we didn't get to go not canceled just postponed L let yeah. me tell the people what they just heard pig boy st37 what's st stand for um, actually, that is a, a song by Chrome. Oh, yeah. Okay, Helios. Uh-huh. Yeah, right, yeah. We're right. big fans of his. And yeah, me too. Mind Bomb. I remember that, man. Some good stuff out of there. And then we had uh, something brand new from Malcolm Mooney, the first singer of Can with Ava Mendoza, Motherless Children. That's oh, yeah. Love Can. Right. And then Beneath the Ruins with Tomb Swimmer. That's brand new. Uh, cool. Bolus Prendon out of D.C. area. Corpse Flower, Two Doors. These guys recorded like 3,000 songs and only did five gigs. Wow. <laughs> then a brand new out of uh, Canada with uh, The Kings, a song called Healer. Hands Rotten from Switzerland with Formila. Nighttime Watcher by Veda Hill. Uh, th these are some tunes put together from Craigslist. <laughs> or some shit. Uh, brand new from Basic Elements. Here in Cali, scream for love, and then finally, giant kid. This is you and Sandy Ewan. Yeah, Sandy Ewan is a really amazing uh, uh, prepared guitarist. She plays uh, table guitar and uh, just. Oh, who was that cat? Keith Rowe. Yeah, yeah, she's she's played with him before. Okay, and that band it was uh, like AAM or something. AAM, yeah, they were a big influence on you know, me. You know what I read about them? I found out about them because I was reading Rob Chapman's book on Sid Barrett, and I guess they had a huge influence on him in 1966. Oh, I I don't doubt it. They were so good. I saw them here in Austin, and I was just completely changed. I'd never seen anything like that before. So let's get back. Let's get back to your music journey. So you get this. You, your pop helps you make this drum set. You get this together. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 what about after school? The garage band, the basement band, the bedroom band. Did you have? Did you do shit like that? Yeah. Um, well, I did. I was in a band uh, with a bunch of high school guys, and I was still in junior high. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> One time we played, we played some really good stuff. We played like uh, the dead and, you know, uh, just uh, tunes like, uh, God, what a, I mean, 67. We, we even did a, we even did a version of Dark Star by the dead. And uh, we played, <laughs> one time we played at this uh, bar in town and uh, they, they decided to take a chance and try and sneak me in. And uh, the cops found out about it, and they shut the bar down. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> now, did you guys write in your own stuff? Not really. I mean, I um, 
I didn't, I wasn't able to stay with them very long because, uh, well, that after that happened, they said, you know, well, we've got to put gigs. <laughs> we, you know. <laughs> so, but what, how, where did you go on your journey with your drums after that? Oh, well, uh, came to Houston, Texas. And uh, we moved from there. Uh, my dad, uh, he, had, he had been uh, making sails for sailboats in his garage. And he decided to move to Houston and really start a company of making sails. So we went, went down to Houston. And uh, the first night I was there, uh, my uncle took me out and I went to a party and there was a band and uh, I was all interested in getting into a band. So we moved to this town called Huffman and I got with these guys in uh, uh, a town, I forgot what it was called, it was just right outside of Houston on the outskirts and uh, I was playing with them and we were doing... This is like maybe ninth, no, eighth grade in high school. And we were doing ZZ Top and um, stuff like that, you know, Francine and uh, Rolling Stones and uh, stuff like that. And we never played any shows, but I, you know, enjoyed playing with them. And then we moved again down to Clear Lake City, and I hooked up with these guys from Baltimore. And uh, they were really into some cool music, like uh, Blue Oyster Cult. They turned me on to Blue Oyster Cult, which is a huge influence <laughs> on me. Me too. Look at that band. <laughs> me too. The first I records were really cool. important to me in D-Boo. Yeah, the first record is just like, it was one of my top ten records. I really like the second one, too, Tyranny and Mutation. The second one is awesome. I've been listening to all three of those you know, the first three. Right. I've been right. listening to them a lot lately, and they really hold up. I mean, they hold up almost better than any of those albums from that time. Absolutely. I mean, I, there's some brilliant stuff. And they recorded Tyranny Mutation good. It's got good punch and shit. Where, yeah. Uh, did you go to, like, a musical uh, school, like uh, college or stuff like that after? I did. I tried going to music school, but I didn't have enough. Um, I didn't have enough. Uh, well, I wanted to play jazz. I, I got started listening to jazz, and I saw some really cool shows in Houston when I was in high school. I saw like Ross on Roland Kirk, sure. and I saw McCoy Tyner yeah. and Herbie Hancock, and you know, it's just there's this town called Denton. And, sure, music uh, town north of Dallas. Yeah, yeah. So I went to North Texas uh, State, and uh, they have a great jazz program, but I couldn't read music, so I didn't last very long in that. So all I did was uh, change to an English major because I couldn't pass my piano barrier. I didn't, I didn't know how to read music that well. I mean, I knew a little bit, but... Uh, I just uh, switched to an English major and just jammed all the time with all these jazz musicians, and it was amazing how many uh, how much talent was coming out of that place. Actually, and, Ornette, uh, Ornette had the Caravan of Dreams in Fort Worth. Yeah, I never went there. I don't know why. Um, uh, I did go to the Bluebird a couple of times where he got thrown out of. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I remember I played at the school in Denton once, and I, I asked for some paper for a set list, and that had st staffs on it, you know, like you're talking about reading music. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking fun. Look, we're at the end of the first hour. Uh, February 5, 2021 edition. Wap Pedro Show special guest Lisa Cameron. Hold tight for hour two. <laughs> February 5, 2021. It's the second hour of the Wap for Pedro Show. <laughs>
Why for Pedro show start off the second hour. Lisa Cameron, Damon Smith, Alex Cunningham. Ashes stiff with cold. And St. Louis is probably cold right now. <laughs> I can imagine. And the ashes are stiff. And, and uh, I know Damon. I, I met Damon when he was just, just starting on the uh, stand-up. Yeah, I mean, he's he's amazing. I, I like, I've gotten to know him better and better. I'd see him play around here and just blew my mind. And, you know, somehow we got, to, I, I got to know Alex uh, Cunningham, who's an amazing violinist. I got to know him um, through a friend, Claire, uh, Claire Rousse, and uh, she plays with him a lot. And so we met, and uh, ST37 was coming through there, and we jammed, and it sounded good. So we made a plan to record sometime, and then Damon moved to St. Louis, and we just thought, hey, let's just do this trio. Okay. And Lisa's the one you did that, that tune, Horizon, we started off the show with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's Claire. And she's a, that's she's right. a real that, that's great. Right. Uh, Claire, Claire Rousset. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's an up, up. She is big right now. I mean, she's really uh, getting a lot of attention and she should because she's a amazing percussionist. He's bitching. Then we had Doc, Dr. Herman Green out of Memphis. We lost him back in November, but 89 mm -hmm. years. Yeah. Great saxophone, man. The beginning, Terry. Yeah. And, uh, Something from uh, brand new out of Berlin. But this guy's uh, from Rome. Manlio Maresca. Emmanuel for errors. Der Quintensens de Mittelmassigkeit. As I slaughter the German. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> das tut mir leid. <laughs> and then finally, uh, the, the Endless Instant. This also yourself, Damon Smith, Alex Cunningham. So mm. I guess it's part of the same session. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we actually never played together before we did that session. We just went in there and just uh, played, and that's what came out. It came out a really good CD, and uh, we'll, we'll do another one when we can. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing about it. Sometimes no practice or anything. You just come together. Music's got that spirit. I like to do that. I'm very uh, hang ten, you know, like <laughs> – <laughs> when Bob Marsh said, jump from the pole, <laughs> jump from the pole. Yeah. So, so what happens after the Denton experience in English major stuff? Oh, okay. Well, um, in Denton, um, I met my partner, Leanne and, uh, joined, uh, I, you know, I did the brave combo thing and then I came, I got a call. Well, actually we were, uh, we were on the same um, uh, booking agent as uh, Rocky Erickson, and uh, I was a huge 13th Floor Elevators fan. And Houston. Yeah. Well, Austin. This is Austin. Yeah, but 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 Rocky started in Houston. I know he ended up going to the city and then back to Austin, right? But uh, he started in Houston. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure. I mean, you said ZZ. I know Billy Gibbons is from there. Lightning Hopkins. I mean, Houston was hopping music fucking town. Totally. So, but anyway, back to your story. So, so you got the same agent as Rocky. You know, I'm a huge Rocky fan. 
I know. I've seen you. You you did Bermuda, and you even did you even did Sweet Honey Pie. I With thought the, that was I put awesome. a ba- I put a bass solo in it. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was my dream uh, gig, was playing with Rocky Erickson. You know, and, I got uh, to meet him once. I got to only meet him once. He was coming right off the stage. I, I flew right in from a Stooges gig to Lollapalooza uh, in Chicago, off the plane. I had the van take me right to the gig, and there's the uh, he's on the Game Boy stage, right? And he comes, <laughs> I watch the gig, and it's fucking bitching, right? Because I hadn't seen him play in many years. Oh yeah, and his brother got him. Sumner got him back together, and Henry bought him some new teeth and shit like that. And anyway, he comes off the stage, and I shake his hand. I go, "Much respect, Mister Erickson." He goes, "It's good to see you again." <laughs> I've never met him in my life. <laughs> he may have known you from a previous life, and he yeah, just that's remembered. It, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I mean, he, he, looked, like, he looked me square in the eye and said that, man. Yeah, it's it's so weird how I would see him like after I left the band, uh, we 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 only had that band together for two months, but I did two records and like five shows in Austin, and uh, it was just magical. You know, sometimes I mean, his, sometimes his bands had a name. Did this band have a name? Yeah, this one was the first Evil Hook Wildlife ET okay, band. Okay. Because one of them was like yeah. Alien Blibe, and one was... Uh, yeah, Alien the, Blibe, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. One was Explosions, and one was the Aliens. You know, he had different things, I know. He had one uh, called The Resurrectionist, too. Right, right. Look, I got something here that you gave me. Venison World. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A tune called Elena. Let's listen. Okay.
we see them quite often Standing there in the rain Lost in time Or head drenched in this place Denizens of the street Walking wounded or insane You only see them when you're passing through All of them appearing like ghosts out here The faces on Pacific Avenue There, all the familiar faces, strangers we see every day, standing down here where the buses all come to stop, like the old Filipino men in straw hats who used to stand at Ethel's donut shop. All these Croatians, Mexicans, even Salvador with this dry of a walk. All cast out here like immigrants. All along this cement shore. All standing around with their hands in their pockets, so they got nothing left to do. There just are more ghosts out here The faces on Pacific Avenue Tattooed sailor of the world They all come looking for Something like love From a street walker or two But the old horse just get ugly Wrinkled and fade into this Gray harbor night There's one who looks like Tina Turner man Oh she's just Stuff just for you Dressed in lavender, lace and blue Just one more ghost out here They faces on Pacific Avenue I'm Larry His friend Crazy Frank There's the pointer And oh the yellow man too Along with the 
greets like Shanghai Red Or Freddy the Hat Who Either living or dead You know they're the Legends for sure They're just ghosts out here The faces on Pacific Avenue Sometimes I look out over my shoulder See the trash trucks like banshees come See the young or the hip or the homeless Or a group of gang I wanna be start to run Pass an old crippled man down on 12th Street Standing there with a vacant stare and worn out shoes He's standing at this crosswalk and all just wondering which way he's gonna lose. But you know they are all dying to be ghosts out here too. More, more faces on Pacific Avenue. Gather round me, friends Listen to what I have to say With the price for living too close to these streets One you deny you'll ever have to pay Oh, you aren't too careful If you watch out what you do You find that white horse of death You know me chasing After you Might be an incense salesman Or somebody trying to shine your shoes If you don't look out there As fate's it for you You may become another apparition Faces on Pacific Avenue
Watch for Pedro Show. Uh, started off that chunk music with Elena with Venison World, then Dale Crover, his new, uh, here's where a drummer gets to make a solo record, right? They can do that. The Bowie Mix. And then uh, James Allen out of, he lives in Pedro, uh, faces on Pacific Avenue. Pacific Avenue's like her number two. It's an older street, but parallels the main drag, Gaffey. And then finally, LSJ with Video Pirate. So tell us about this in World. Venison World, yeah. Well, that's my solo experimental prob, uh, project. And uh, I, I started uh, doing amplified snare drums where I put a contact mic in a snare drum and then uh, run it through, uh, you know, a big amplifier and then get all kinds of crazy feedback. And I just started doing that for a long time. And, uh, you know, this, these noise shows started coming up. There were these bands, you know, like Wolf Eyes and stuff. And sure. I thought, well, maybe they would like, you know, my bedroom experiments, you know, like that. And, uh, yeah, it fit right in. And how'd and you get so the name? Started, uh, how did huh? you get the name, the proj name? Oh, that's funny. Um, I was just in, I was in a van with ST37 and we were, um, going somewhere to Oklahoma or some play a gig and uh I saw this sign and it said Venison World okay. and uh it had like uh And people we ain't saying W O R L D. We're talking W H I R L E D, you know like Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> that place is a rendering place in Texas. But what I was what I thought is I was thinking you know what I was thinking I was reading a, a lot about uh Kabbalah and stuff at the time, and I was thinking, you know, let's let's reverse this and like instead of uh, Venice, you know, world of venison back into real life. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay, and LSJ. LSJ is Lisa, Sean, and Josh. Uh, that's uh, LSJ, um, Sean, Sean McMillan, and Josh Ronson, and uh, we did this crazy stuff where uh we recorded we recorded something and we made made it sound terrible on purpose and <laughs> put it on top of that but we played it back while we were recording and we just kept doing that and then so we got this weird uh sound you know of all these like ghost uh kind of layers background like layers huh? on layers like uh yeah, layers. Yeah, right. And uh, so we did a whole cassette uh, that was called Misty Nights, and that's from that. And so uh, kind of infrequent prods or, or did turn into like doing gig kind of thing? Uh, we did a couple of gigs, yeah. They were really good. Oh, wow. And uh, did you start that prod? Yes. Man, I love this idea. You know, people think that Drummers aren't motivators. Bullshit. Oh. Bull fucking shit. You know, Chico Hamilton had trouble getting songwriting credits in the 60s. Oh, wow. Talking about jazz. Yeah, jazz. Uh, drummers can't write songs. Because I guess <laughs> the notes are too short. <laughs> wow. I've I written it, a bunch of songs. So. Yeah, I think that's bullshit. Believe me. Believe me. Look, we're at the end of the second hour. February 5, 2021 edition. Pedro Show special uh, guest, Lisa Cameron. Hold tight for hour three. 
February 5, 2021. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
write out manifestos and hang out in coffee shops and you know we had grand plans confrontational 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 confrontational
for Pedro Show. We started the third hour off with Lisa Cameron and Ernesto Diaz Infante with Watery Water. Then another umbrella with Hide Behind Clouds. The Sex Stains with Right Out Manifestos. David Gerard and Herman Rudolph with Rocket Science. And Suspirians, <coughs> Airport Boulevard. First, let me ask you, Lisa, about uh, Ernesto, this project. Yeah. Yeah. What was this about? Oh, he's amazing. He's a, he's this guy who lives in San Francisco. And uh, I was on a uh, sh show with him. Or actually, I was on this label called Kendra Steiner Editions. This guy, Bill Shute, had a label for a long time. And uh, he played me this uh, recording he did of uh, Ernesto Diaz Infante. And I just thought right off the bat, I want to play with that guy. So I, I told Bill, I said, if you're going to do any shows with him here, I definitely want to be on it. So he set one up. And then um, I ended up going out to his house at uh, in uh, San Francisco and recording. And... Uh, We've recorded several times now, and I'm working on the the uh, fourth thing right now. Um, the, but uh, that's from a a tape, or it's going to be a tape called uh, "Water Is Life," and he plays this style of uh, guitar that he calls mantra strumming, which is very repetitive. Um, but he also does other things too. But uh, I don't know. We just really hit it off, and we've recorded a bunch. And uh, every time we do, it just gets further and further out. Ah, oh, man. Well, I think this is really happening. And Suspirians? Yeah, Suspirians is another band I'm in now, kind of, because of the pandemic. But we still play. And uh, it's uh, Marissa Poole's on guitar, and Stephanie, Stephanie Demopoulos is on bass. And we're... Uh, like a punk psych uh, noise kind of trio where we just play, you know, sometimes we'll just jam. Sometimes we'll play songs, you know, kind of uh, like that song um, that I gave you. We I thought it sounded a little bit like the Slits maybe. But uh, it's, a, you know, just a fun band, you know, uh, all-female band, and uh, we – Done a couple of tours and you know stuff like that. I got um, to I got to see the slits at the whiskey and uh, but they didn't have Budgie, the guy who made the record. They had uh, Bruce Smith from the pop group on the drums, and they were whoa, really yeah. Dope. He was really fucking good. Yeah. I'll bet. Uh, uh, you get you know the first stuff I heard you play on and knew it was you was this Ganges Land, and oh, you gave yeah. me this tune Leg Brain. I want to play next. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like break. <laughs>
Juan from Pedro show. Last music for this edition. That was Leg Brain from Kanji's Land. And Aruba Avua Alua Povora. This is the band you were part of. Rocky Erickson and Evil Hook Wildlife E.T. And of course, uh, Velvet Underground Heroin. I saw him do that at the Whiskey. And he was wearing, and these, this was like 1980 and the the urinals had changed their name to 100 Flowers and they opened up. And he was wearing like kind of a, a a captain's hat, like if he was a yacht, if he had a yacht or some shit. <laughs> and he did such a good version of this tune. And I love the way he turns the words around. It ain't lose words. He goes, uh, I am a hero and she is my heroine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so clever. That's yeah. fucking bitching. That's so, so t but tell me about Ganji Land because... Uh, you know, Raquel gave me this uh, album that you guys did, and it, uh, I played the whole fucking thing on the show. I loved it. Uh, I saw that you did. I appreciate that. Um, I wish more people would be interested in it. I've I've tried and tried to get people to listen to it. And, but how did how did it come about? Oh well, she was living here. She was my roommate for a while, and uh, I just loved her. The minute I saw her play, I was like, oh my god, I've got to play with her. And it happened. And she ended up, she was living in New York at the time. And then she decided to move to Austin and buy a house. And so she needed a place to stay. So she just came over here and we would sit around and listen to records and uh, just laugh. I mean, she's hilarious. And uh, we would just laugh all day and listen to records. And um, we started playing shows together where we would just kind of just do it. And uh, so um, Gange Island was the name of the project where we just recorded in my living room on a eight on a four track. And uh, the, you know, that's basically, it sounds really rough and everything, but I think it's, it really uh, has its own like, planetary feel you know yeah. like it's its own planet or something like that because she you know she's in this collect dc now these cats mm -hmm. made like eight nine albums when this uh covid 19 thing hit yeah they're busy over there <laughs> they're out in joshua tree yeah i'm gonna come out there um sometime this year when it's safe and record another gange island with her okay so, um, so that's part of your plan. Are you uh, right now? Are you using the internet to trade files or do stuff like that? Oh, kind of, you know, I've been busy working lately, but I'm, I'm trying to get my band camp stuff going. And, um, so far I only have three things, but, uh, I've got a ton of stuff to put up there. I just haven't done it yet. I've just been busy. And the main place where people can find you on the internet is at your band camp page. Yeah, yeah, I'm working on a website too. I'm just not very good with. Uh, okay, what, 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 what is the name of the band camp site? Oh, um, it's Lisa Cameron Sister Sister Skull Records. Okay, there's a lot of letters there, people. <laughs> or you can just look up Sister Skull. School. Skull. S K U L L. Yeah, that was the name of my dog, and I named my record company after it. Okay. That's a good reason. That's a good fucking reason. And you know, that dog was a Hickoids dog. Oh, Jeff Smith. Yeah. He's in San Antonio, right? Yeah. Yeah, He's I got to stay with him. He did some gigs. 
I know he spent some time in Austin, and he puts on that Austin uh, Corn Lover Festival. Yeah, it's awesome. Right, right. I, I got to do that one year with him. and uh, He's got all kinds of bands, right? All kinds of projects. And a great label called Sauce Ticks. Yeah, Sauce Ticks, right. Yeah, yeah, a lot of good stuff. Uh, so, uh, look, I love the idea of the drummer man being the instigator in music projects. What, what what advice would you give to somebody young getting into drums? Oh, I would say just, you know, um, just get some drums and start playing them. <laughs> you know, uh, just, you know, just kind of work on a simple beat, you know, like find something that you like that, you know, I like, I like to start out with like blues or R and B or, uh, you know, Rolling Stones or something, you know, that's pretty, you know, solid. And then you just kind of get some headphones and play along with it. Charlie Watts. Yeah, totally. Charlie Watts is very solid, you know, drummer. And, you know, on the side he has jazz band, right? Yeah. In fact, me and Pettibone, we saw, the last time we saw Elvin Jones, Charlie Watts was at the gig. He was wearing three overcoats. <laughs> Really? And wow. he, I wouldn't shit you. And and, and uh, with him was Les McCann. Les McCann was in a wheelchair. And, and Les McCann was cussing at Elvin the whole gig. Come on, Elvin, you motherfucker. And, and Elvin was laughing and shit, playing his heart out. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a trip. And Charlie was laughing, you know, Les McCann, like in the front row heckling in the wheelchair. You know? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was something else. Great. So you say learn by doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do it. Just do it and get out there and do it, you know. And um, don't worry about if it sounds good, you know. Just play. Sure, sure, sure. Get I, I, together with somebody. Get together with somebody in their garage or something like that and do it. Well, that's great, great advice, great advice. Thanks. And, uh, look, you got uh, I know stuff coming up. And when you get it out, will you come back on the show and we can talk about it, Lisa? Oh, sure. That'd be okay. great. I'd, I'd be, be glad to. Okay. I do have a bunch of stuff coming up. I'm, I'm doing, I got another thing with, uh, actually the thing that I did with, that I sent you with Sandy. Yeah. That That's coming out in uh, April on Astral Spirits. It's called Sea Creatures. Okay. That's sea Creatures great. 2. Giant Kid. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that's a weird one because, uh, well, I was like, I had a one of those handheld tape recorders, and I was using the content. I was playing it on the head of a bass drum and uh, doing, you know, scratching around on it, you know, with a contact mic at the same time. And then she's doing all her stuff, which is she's super magical too. I mean, she does. Uh, she never plays a note. And uh, everything that I played with her in Sea Creatures, that's our second, that'll be our second release. Yeah. Everything that I played with her uh, was done on this thing that I made called a Barambawa phone. And uh, it's made out of a, a box. And then I put a Barambaw bow on top of it. And I put some wires up there to hold it on there. So the box is like a resonator. And then I can clamp uh, contact mics onto it and run it through a mixer and do uh, all kinds of crazy sounds with feedback. Wow. Wow. And I did two whole projects with her 
just playing that. And uh, the, this one, that one that I just, that I gave you. Yeah. That one is the one where I didn't really play that on that song. Okay. So when I get when I get the, the, the tape, I'll send you one. Please, please. I'd love to play that on the show. And thank you it's so much great. for being on this time. I can't wait till you're back. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Okay. Big and love. good luck with everything, okay? Absolutely, absolutely. People, it's been the February 5, 2021 edition of Waffle Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>